There's no words. We just <laughs> it's like we're gliding in. Mm. Yeah, that's the perfect song for this weekend. Mm. I saw someone wrote, uh, I did a Facebook Live this afternoon just inviting everyone and sharing some of the prayers and someone wrote, uh, wear your jammies and come to the online <laughs> retreat. And I thought, yes, that is perfect. Mm. That's really the feeling this weekend. This weekend is uh, an opportunity to really drop into the experience together, to give ourselves permission to rest in God. Mm. And so we're here, we're committed, we've said yes, this is where we're meant to be for this whole weekend. And so now that we're here, we can just relax into it. Because the Holy Spirit's in charge and we're in very good hands. So I'm very grateful that you're here with us mm. for the weekend. It feels very rich and very beautiful. And all those faces on the screen, it's like, <laughs> always feels like we're right there with you. Mm. 
just to hand it over to David at this point. Mm. Beautiful. Hi, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah. Get your pajamas and really <laughs> get ready to uh, relax. So many of our our retreats, online retreats, we really are diving into the mind, and and we wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, we love the vibrancy. I just always love your your questions and your expressions. This time, there were so many expressions of uh, curiosity, but also uh, just gratitude. And I think that's when you dive into the mystic, and you feel that deep presence of love that's underneath everything, then you, you feel that gratitude. And so I just was looking through some of the questions and the statements were written in and um, yeah, I saw Stephanie there from Finland had written in and uh, yeah it's just beautiful because often we're just focusing on the intense mind training and and focusing on the bringing it back and and starting to get glimpses of there's no world outside my mind I'm just dealing with my thoughts and my beliefs but this weekend is going to be a real treat. In fact, I'd say uh, this online retreat and then even our next one coming up next month <laughs> is uh, Holy Instant, the Breath of Eternity. So Into the Mystic is followed by Holy Instant, Breath of Eternity. We're going to really settle into some deep, deep vibrations. And we will express our love in song and in words, but also in in stillness and, and the presence that comes through. So if our words seem to get uh, a little slower uh, <laughs> and if there seems to be more spaces between our words this weekend, then know that, that that's just our natural state of being shining through and radiating through where oftentimes we will just be gazing, eye-gazing or just sinking into the stillness and uh, feeling the depth of this beautiful stillness that is our natural inheritance. And we're just really grateful to share this with you. It, it, this could be a little different than some of our other online retreats uh, because um, I just know for today we've had all these inspirations <laughs> of uh, lines from the Course or just mm -hmm. different profound lines that we found in books coming to us and uh, and the the team that you just saw the the band that you just saw what's their name the the final vision wow I heard they I heard a list of names but I, I, I thought final vision the final vision that's how's that for a band <laughs> you know? oh my god instead of the four seasons it's the final vision it's transcending all of time and space. <laughs> and they have prepared a number of songs in all kinds of different configurations and collaborations. So so we'll get to hear from them. I think there's six or seven songs. So Specifically for this retreat, isn't it? They, yes. The download has come in the last month or two. Yeah. Yes. These are songs that have just come in uh, and really, you could say, for this online retreat. Mm -hmm. So, So the angels and the Holy Spirit is 
is giving us this amazing mm -hmm. um, gift of, of song and music. Mm -hmm. And also, even in terms of, we sometimes we'll watch a movie, but this time we're going to let the Spirit bring in everything that would just take us even deeper. And so uh, it may be a little bit different than other retreats. So we're just so enjoying just seeing all your faces, too, mm. sprinkled around the globe. And uh, what a group we have today. I think there was somewhere between 90 and 100 or yeah. close to 100. I heard the last count I heard was 92, but more we're registering every few minutes. Oh, my goodness. So I don't know <laughs> in the end how many. We have 99 cameras, but then several. Yeah. I can see some friends together. Yeah. So we're up over 100 so people worldwide. That's so touching. Mm. It's very touching. And to see your faces like this, it's, <laughs> it's like being in a, an auditorium and, and sinking into this together. Mm. So, well, thank you and thank you for coming. And we're, we're just so welcoming and inviting of you. And, um, yeah, does anybody have any like a profound thing to share. I see books and there's been a lot of uh, marking of passages today and it's kind of exciting. We were talking about at lunch some of the passages that have really touched us and mm. yeah, maybe we could even start off with one to kind of take us in. I think you'll find that, that um, with a lot of our healing online retreats, it's, you could say it's practical healing, but it's... Um, Here's a, again, this is Stephanie saying, uh, in the beginning I was so shocked about the spectrum of my projection. I think my, through my willingness, upsets just popped up intensively. Sometimes it took longer to recognize, sometimes I talked with myself or a friend, or I imagined to talk with someone, of you, some of us, and sometimes I use help of the instrument for peace. What a relief. And I felt the Holy Spirit hold my hand. Are you ready now? What a relief to notice I don't need to change the world. So that's the note I think we'll spring off of. What a relief I don't need to change the world. If we just start to take that in, we start to realize what a peace that invitation offers. Because as you look at the world, the temptation is to try to make the world a better place, to try to self-improve, to try to fix the environment, and to try to change the, the images of the world. And now we're coming into an experience of contentment, of deep relaxation. Uh, I feel like this weekend we are going to offer up and shine to the whole universe a transmission of of calm and tranquility mm. and safety, of, of that presence of, of Jesus and the presence of the Holy Spirit saying, rest in me, rest in God. So let's go into that together. Looks mm. like Kirsten's <laughs> found mm. something there. I have. It was... Michael and I sat at the dining table earlier and we were going through um, books and we were 
getting our sticky notes like wow this is profound wow this is wonderful wow this is beautiful and then we looked over and we were going through the same book (laughs) (laughs) and we were putting sticky notes on the same messages (laughs) one mind mind. it was fun do you want to share them that book that you've got there sure this is a, a glimpse of grace and this is a, an oldie but a goodie. Mm. You know, this, this is some poetry writings that came through David um, many years ago. It, I, think, I think I might have put this book together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that old. You, for, you did it, you forgot it. <laughs> That's funny. So it's been around a while. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, it's really... And there's one uh, writing in here, Message from Spirit, that I'll read, because even just as you were speaking there, David, Mm. this is perfect. So, yes, get comfortable. Close your eyes if you'd like to. And uh, this is a message from Spirit to wash over our minds. I offer my love and thoughts for this moment. Sometimes the form may seem to utilize print, and other times the form may seem to involve a voice or a flow of images. It is all telepathic, for all is thought, all is mind. The answer always reaches mind in a way that it can grasp or learn from. I am the goal the world is searching for. The thought behind the forms is all that really matters. The form matters not. Joyful is the experience that love is content and not form of any kind. I experience such contentment and ease in the living moment, for nothing is personal in the present. And thus the present is without an individual thinker or doer. Silence and stillness are immensely vast and therefore immensely practical. For gone are artificial concepts, differences and distinctions. They were but vain attempts to judge what is far beyond the possibility of judgment. This is a healed perspective. The release of the attempt to change circumstances is easy as the mind sees the sameness of illusions. As separate scraps, they can seem unending, though happily forgiveness reveals illusions as one. Forgiveness reveals the impossibility of the belief in ordering thought forms or a hierarchy of illusions. And this belief was the only grievance. The serenity prayer is a call to view the world from the Holy Spirit's perspective. This wisdom sees that the seeming gap of time believed to be between cause and effect is not there. And thus all images and events are simultaneous. They cannot be arranged in a linear fashion or arranged into thought-form constellations the world calls material. 
this thought form arrangement is impossible because mind cannot create beyond itself. Or stated another way, there is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. That's from Mary Baker Eddy. It gives me great joy to share the real alternative, the blameless perspective, the perspective of the dreamer, for in dreams that is all that can be shared. I'm grateful for your devotion to awakening and for the perspective that is ever available and accessible but for the asking. How blessed we are in Christ. Glory to God in the highest for creating our heavenly kingdom in unchanging love. Mind is singular, not separate or private. Joining is a state of mind, not an action. Correction is a perspective, not a process. Correction is unlearning or undoing of concepts. Correction dissolves the con- correction dissolves the questions associated with mistaken identity. This is indeed the focus. What you shall discover is that there is no personal mind, nor non-physical levels of reality. There is no mind in matter, and this is why there are no levels of reality. Reality is one. Our seeming dialogue, whether in print, voice, or images, will focus on the perspective that sees images as unreal effects of an unreal cause, and that sees cause and effect together, or mind as singular. Such is healing. Nothing else is healing. Spirit has never entered into the perceptual level of form. The Holy Spirit is the thought that shows the impossibility of the error that mind can leave its source and enter into matter. The personal mind is impossible, for mind cannot be divided and private. It cannot be divided and private. Nor can mind ever become physical. Nor can the infinite become finite. Nor can the eternal become time-bound. This perspective is right-mindedness, for it sees the impossibility of such an error. Wrong-mindedness is the belief in a personal mind, the belief that causation, mind, can enter into matter or time-space. God is the author. God is cause. There is no other cause. You cannot imagine the peace that comes from releasing the belief in authorship. You happily cannot author a book, a newsletter, a self, or a world. God is the only author, and Christ is a joyful, perfect effect. All else is meaningless. Such is the curriculum, and such is the learning of the belief in the world.
the unlearning of the belief in the world. Mm -hmm. The words are unraveling for me. <laughs> I'll finish with this sentence. The experience is beyond the words, for words are but symbols of symbols, twice removed from reality. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot that you made the book and now <laughs> the words are unraveling. <laughs> <laughs> Be prepared. This is this will happen to you too. And I hope you're laughing as much as we're laughing when when you start to have these uh, instead of senior moments, they're more they're more spirit moments. We call them. Mm. Uh, so it's beautiful. Thank you. That was lovely. Yeah, the depth, like let it wash over you, let it just wash away any sense of a personal self or a personal perspective. You know, it's, it's interesting, even the idea of reading a book uh, can start to seem very funny because of the idea of a person and little eyes moving over little uh, symbols. That's really what going into the mystic is about, and and it happened to me on uh, various hermitages, you know, where I I didn't really take much along, and I I'm glad I didn't because I didn't really need much in that uh, experience of going deep inward. But a lot of you have used the Course in Miracles, and I always talk about there was a time when I was picking up the Course, and I was popping it open, and I was reading, and then I came upon a passage that was so deep and so yeah. profound that it, the hush of heaven just came over me, and, and I could say my heart chords just started vibrating very, very fast, and it was as if the Spirit was saying, now pay attention. So, I actually brought along some of you can see this. This looks like a standard Course in Miracles book and hardcover and so forth. No, this is this is just one of the originally three published books. This is just the workbook <laughs> with nice big print. And and so I brought it along tonight with one of our beautiful relics <laughs> from here. And I thought I would read you that paragraph that stopped me and brought the hush of heaven into my heart. Because I know a lot of you probably have mm -hmm. read it and it's quite uh, well known and famous. It's from Lesson 189. Mm -hmm. I feel the love of God within me now. This book is so old that the paragraphs aren't numbered, the sentences aren't numbered. This is, this is the way that it first was cranked out with a nice hardcover. But when you put all three books together, it's, yeah, I hope you have a big backpack to carry this load. But you don't need it when you come to this paragraph. You don't need anything. And here's the, the paragraph. Simply do this. Be still. 
and lay aside all thoughts of what you are and what God is. All concepts you have learned about the world, all images you hold about yourself. Empty your mind of everything it thinks is either true or false, or good or bad, of every thought it judges worthy, and all the ideas of which it is ashamed. Hold on to nothing. Do not bring with you one thought the past has taught, nor one belief you ever learned before from anything. Forget this world. Forget this course. And come with holy empty hands unto your God. Amen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just every time it just, I just stop and sink. I feel the presence underneath those words. It's like saying, come home, come home. And that's really what Into the Mystic is about. It's a, it's a homecoming, but it's more of a dropping, dropping in than it is anything about the words. There's no attempt to draw meaning from the words. It's almost like it's a permission mm -hmm. where the words just roll out and then you can just drop. Hmm. And I think that's one of the things we'd like to talk about here is because um, there's a part in the Course Workbook where Jesus says, our use for words is almost over now. Mm. And then you start to feel what that is, what that really means. Mm. And I know you were looking into today the idea, Kirsten, of communication that mm. started coming to you, mm. even this morning. Yeah. Like really, what is communication and maybe even what is communion? Because mm. that, that's a dip mm. into the mystic. Yeah, mm. yeah, it is. It is. Well, I could, I could see this thread coming through some of the questions um, where some of you were writing, I, yeah, my understanding is that mysticism is communication with God, with the mind of God. And, and many of the other questions were around guidance, like, I want to develop this relationship with Jesus more, or um, even a prayer, I want to, yeah, know Thee more dearly, you know, day by day, day by day, and, and that is a prayer to be with this connection, with this communication from Spirit, and, yeah, 
that's really the whole goal of A Course in Miracles is to come in touch with this internal teacher. But why? What for? You know, what is the internal teacher really? And the internal teacher is a presence. It is the awareness of God. It is, it is the awareness that I am not separate. It's the direct connection. It is being in touch with this part of our mind that is the love of God, is the presence of God. And, and so the voice, that guide, uh, does communicate really just as a means for calling home to say, be with me, uh, remember me, listen for me, don't move without me, don't go anywhere without me, just keep me with you. So the words they, you know, we used to use them to try to explain, you know, we were always explaining, explaining ourselves, explaining the reasons why trying to almost justify the problems or try to ex explain or explain even our thoughts and now it's like we're being called more and more away from being able to even define the problem you know, with, with the words like that passage that David just shared, it's like truly if that is the answer, it is to let go. Then what is the use of words in letting go? Really? It doesn't really have a use if, if, if we're being called to surrender, to come inward. If the connection is the answer and the solution every time. Then the answer will be found in the pause. The answer will be found in, in a moment of surrender and then desire for connection. And then from there, the answer is with us and shows us the way. So it's just a natural, a natural direction to find less and less need for words when the answer is so fully in the mind. It's, it's what is there really to talk about hmm. other than just for joy you know or just for when there's a, a communication around something that you're guided into together for collaboration then yes the the communication and the words are are very very important but really what are they for what really is the communication for and uh, I was asked <clears throat> One time, I don't remember if it was on an online retreat or in a gathering or where it was, but I was asked to give an example of of communication in our community you know, or prayer within our community. And I answered by sharing that we use an app on our iPhones called Slack, <laughs> which was a very unexpected answer to the question of how do you all pray together and stay together and communicate? And the answer was technology, actually. We use this app, and uh, those in the community use it constantly to, to communicate what's happening, where they're going, what they're doing, and, and they're moving into another platform soon that has even more capacity for that 
communication. But again, what is it for, really? What is it for? Is it to keep the minds busy? No, it's to feel that connection. It's like when the communication of the Holy Spirit fills our minds so completely, we feel we know we're one. There's no room for the ego. There's nothing else but this communication that's coming from love, coming from purpose, coming from the effect of forgiveness. And, and so we use these mediums of communication to fill our minds with the awareness of one another in a shared function together until eventually you know, there's, there's just nothing else. And then for some of us who, some of us in, in the community, are, some are still very, very active and uh, in a lot of the communication functions with a lot of organizing, organizing events, organizing new websites, new platforms, new, there's so, always so many new things going on with our community because there's such a call to extend, you know, to, to give away what we've received because it's so precious. <laughs> and then there are others of us, some of us who are, when we're not called into teaching functions, then, yeah, really called more and more into the stillness. And yet in that stillness, it's not like in the past, I know that I wanted to withdraw to have stillness. I associated stillness with like having a break from something noisy, which was really my own mind that was noisy. Uh, but now the stillness is, is, it's not a withdrawal at all. It's not the alternative to busyness. It is not dualistic. It doesn't have a flip side to it of something that you want to get away from to go into it. It's actually a state of mind that is, is very full and very still. And within it, there can still be communication. There can still be you know, receiving of prayer. There can still be, yeah, the, I don't know, the joy of communion. I guess that is leading into communion. <laughs> but it is, it's all from the same source and to the same source. Yeah. Is that experience. Yeah. It's very profound because, um, you know, all we really need to do is pay attention. It's like the Spirit is, is like using the, the signs and the symbols around us really to get our attention, you know, like to to get the message through to us in the most direct, most obvious way. And I know a lot of you have experienced that where, where there'll be a pause in your life. Maybe it's even a pause through an injury or a symptom that kind of takes you off your feet and puts you into bed and you go, hmm, okay. Or some of you know the story of Ram Das, you know, in, when he had his stroke, uh, he was just laid out on the tile floor and he was looking up at the tile ceiling uh, and he was saying to himself, thinking to himself, look at this, Mr. God is having a stroke. <laughs> Ram Dass humor. 
But you see how there was this observant, he was getting a pause. Uh, things were going to change in his life. He was going to have a, a, a lot of inward time. He just bought a new car at that time and he, he was thinking, I'm not going to get to drive that car <laughs> as he's laying there looking at the, the ceiling, you know. Basically, we can see that the signs and symbols are around us. So sometimes when you lose your job or when plans fall through or you have these openings that come into your life, it's not that something's going wrong. It's that you're getting a little nudge from the Holy Spirit, like, pay attention, come to me, stay with me. And I know for myself on the, in the parable of David that there were times where I just felt I was to take quiet, but there was nothing in my culture that I was raised in, my, nothing in my family that would say, you know, go off and, and take an extended period of prayer and meditation. That just, you know, wasn't something that was even presented. And yet uh, I found myself with hermitages in a little one down in Kentucky, and I had one up in the woods of Michigan. I had a little house up in North Dakota, a little house out in Kansas, the center of Kansas. You know, the hermitages started showing up, and, you know, I, I think growing up, if somebody had asked me, uh, do you think you'll ever take a hermitage? Uh, and I would, I would have just thought, I don't know what you're talking about. What is a hermitage? I don't even know what a hermitage is. But these are the signs and symbols that we get as we go along where we, we, we start to be nudged toward pausing, towards taking time out. And, and those are just the beginning inroads and towards what Kirsten was just sharing about this, this presence, this stillness, that really is not the opposite of busyness at all. Because mm -hmm. that's just, that would be like an action of getting the body still. But this is a, is a still mind, and a still mind is no small gift. Some of you who are working on the mind training, you know what I'm talking about. A still mm -hmm. mind is no, no small gift at all. Mm -hmm. And then, you don't need big sermons, you don't need complicated uh, intellectual structures to reach God. Uh, I look at our community and I just laugh. Even the names of the buildings where we live, uh, we have one called monastery. Well, that's a pretty interesting word to for a place that you live. Uh, we have another one called the temple. You know, think about it. These are like the spirit laughing, the angels laughing, saying, yeah, yeah, you're getting the picture. You're getting the picture. We have one called Masterpiece, P-E-A-C-E. -E. You know, it just goes, angels landing, you know, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. When I was at the Peace House, um, my friend Resta, who received all these songs from the angels, like 260 or 270 songs from the angels, she painted a little sign, you might remember it, uh, as you walk back towards the back, Angels Keep. Mm -hmm because it was one of her songs, Welcome to the Angel's Keep. 
Listen to those words, angels keep. That was a, a, a place in the Peace House. There's another name, Peace House. <laughs> Metaphysical Center, you know, it just goes on and on. The and House on of Miracles, La Casa yeah. de Milagros. Yes, <laughs> Casa de Milagros. We had one called House of Joy, which came in so miraculously. The House of Joy was in, in more in Salt Lake City. And bliss. And bliss. <laughs> bliss, yes. House of bliss. You know, we're not kidding. These are the names that, that are of the buildings, the places where we live. And it, it sounds uh, kind of funny. It may even sound a little corny, but for us, it's, it's just the spirit is trying to get our attention. Like, yeah, you're starting to get it. Uh, I want you to sink into this deep peace. And so that's been really, really super important for us to, to just pay attention. The signs are on the wall. The signs are all around. And as you start to go deeper and deeper on this journey, just pay attention to the most obvious signs. Sometimes it's closer than your nose. You know, it's mm -hmm. right there for you to really behold. And it's so precious. So precious. I think there was a question about, and I'm sure it's on a lot of people's minds, about what is mysticism or how do you go into the mystic, you know? And in my mind, I've, it's really about applying A Course in Miracles, is the way I see it. You know, I've just seen really giving myself over to applying the Course and, uh, you know, it's way beyond learning the metaphysics or learning the teachings of A Course in Miracles where we say it's like it's 1% of the journey. You know, it doesn't matter how well you know the metaphysics or how many study groups you go to or how often you go to a study group. You know, if you're just studying or reading the next chapter, and particularly if you're going to argue over it, <laughs> I try question, that's really not what it's about. It's about applying those lessons. Jesus says an amazing manual here that when you apply it, you are really entering into the mystic. It really is going into mysticism. So it's not really a big secret, <laughs> but the benefits of it, I, I, I feel for myself, I, I see the fruits of the mind training. You know, this morning I was out on the front lawn here of our metaphysical center and just, uh, wow, I was just led out there by the spirit and it was just like this gorgeous day. I didn't realize how nice it was outside because overnight I was in a loft that didn't have any, doesn't have any windows or anything, but I had this most precious sleep, if you like, this amazing experience in this loft. So I had no idea of time. I was out of time, it felt like, in the loft. And then I descended out of my heavenly loft. <laughs> it felt like. And then into the yard I was led and, whoa, it's just gorgeous out here, like the perfect temperature to be in a short sleeve shirt. And I was just watching the leaves dancing and I was just just watching the play of the light and around and and really watching the vehicles and the people go by and not really engaging with them, but just watching like, it was like watching a movie. It really was just watching my mind in action without engaging in anything particularly, like just being there amongst it. It was like this amazing experience. I really was like in the mystical, actually. And I actually... I was actually out there for hours. I didn't realize how long I was. I was actually out there for a long time. And there was just one interaction, interesting enough. There was this lady who went by in a stroller. It, she must have had four kids. I, it was multi-leveled. I'd never seen a, like a, a, do you call them strollers here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one child looked at me and said, and she was out in the street, hi, hello. I don't know how she even saw me because I'm tucked away way back there on the swing. And the mum sort of looks around or the woman pushing them. 
oh, there's a man on the swing. Hello. You know, there's like this beautiful interaction. And for me, it's just like a, this really is a state of mind. It's not a, not a trying to do anything. Uh, You know, I'm not trying to be anything. It's like a, it really is the fruits of the mind training is the way I see it. And the stillness of mind is there and feels like it's becoming more and more present always. And so we were saying it's not about, you know, activity is not different to presence. It's like when the body needs to be activated, it gets activated, but it gets activated from the presence, from the stillness. And so it really is, you can feel the puppet actually just being moved. Our beautiful friend Lila used to talk about, oh, I feel my feet moving now. It means it's time to walk, you know. But it's literally like that now. If there's something to do, it's just given without a trying or anything. And I really feel it's like the spirit uses it, can use anything in form. We just talked about technology with Slack. You know, here we are using Zoom, which is oftentimes a business platform, I understand, you know, to, to help profits. <laughs> and here we are using, using it to extend the love of God, really. And that's everything. It's like Facebook, which can be so misused, if you like, or, you know, it's oftentimes just a social medium. We use it to extend. You know, everything can be used. And when we really give it over to the Spirit, He activates us to use what's ever most helpful. And it's used with a loving presence only for the purpose of extension. You know, if we're not extending, we're projecting. So we don't want to project, we just want to extend and use whatever's given for that extension. And that's our joy. And that's here we are right now just sharing in this. And it's available to us in each moment and always. <laughs> I just remember just joining with you many years ago, Kirsten, and it was when I was unwinding from the world. I don't know if you remember this, but it's funny, I just remember mentioning this parable a little while ago. And I was still working and all, I was doing things in the world still. You know, I was unwinding and we had a house, a, the lighthouse. There you go, there's another one. <laughs> this is in Australia. <laughs> you turned up to the lighthouse with Jackie, actually, after a three-hour drive. In fact, Jackie picked you up from the airport and you just, I said, well, welcome. You can be with mighty companions and angels here. And you said, oh, I just came from angels in, I think it was Colombia or it was South Africa, South America somewhere. And I said, whoa, you, you just came from angels and here you are with angels. It was almost like an egoic thing, thinking she was landing somewhere special <laughs> or special people. And it really struck me that, wow, you can actually do this all the time. You can actually be amongst this always. And that was really quite a powerful point for me, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. share that with you. But that's it. This is available all the time. We can be with mighty companions and we can have that, that joy and that love and that essence with everyone in every situation, circumstance and event. Whatever we're doing, it's available. And it really is a decision just to give my life to this completely, you know, uncompromisingly, to really apply the Course in Miracles without that compromise. We're just so blessed to have a book like this that's unlike almost any other text or scripture or anything you come across, which oftentimes can have some sort of dichotomy or things that don't really relate to each other, whereas there's not a word that's out of place. It's like in the Course, everything meshes so beautifully. And the more we dive into it, the more you see the oneness of it almost just interlock and it just comes together so beautifully. So it's my passion to to share this with you and 
and with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such a beautiful extension and part of my mind. So I'm just very grateful. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah. <laughs> I just see how how relevant what you're speaking about really is because that there you were even unwinding from mm. business and and many worldly beliefs and concepts mm. and that just that interaction when Kirsten and Jackie drove up mm. it just kind of stopped you mm. those are those moments that that really we're really praying for mm-hmm. inside we're just praying for spirit show me spirit stop me turn my focus in, in a different direction. We may not even completely know what that is or what that means. And I, I know from some of the questions that have come in uh, uh, that there's been fear about the idea of God or one with God. And uh, But I do feel among these questions and communications that come in um, I've, I think uh, Sabine from um, from Germany uh, had, was just over with us this this mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sabine, amazing uh, strawberry field festival, and I, I know you just had a spectacular time there. And then uh, I think the words you used was the festival and the workshop, the voice liberation workshop she's referring to were breathtaking. Mm-hmm. and went deep, and the healing process had begun, and I'm very grateful for this. But then you also talk about doing some traveling and um, and then returning back to Europe, and then you say, when I came home, I felt a kind of disorientation and even deep fear and sometimes sadness. On the one hand, this was certainly because I had entered a new phase in my life just before I went to the festival, meaning getting retired from my teaching job. On the other hand, I'm confused about how this spiritual process, which had clearly begun in Utah, will go on. Mm -hmm. So there can be a disorientation as you start to give yourself more permission to just yield into this presence that we're talking about. And uh, we have had lots of examples of that in our own lives, and and we interact with people really on on a daily and weekly basis uh, at the, the mystery school, there's a bit of disorientation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's putting it mildly. Uh, <laughs> 25 people from around the world in mm. the first few days, and it's like it's supposed to be an orientation on the weekends, but it's, it flows into a disorientation, <laughs> and quickly people are walking around like going, mm. how did I get here? And then that's just the disorienting phase. Then the emotions start getting triggered and uh, coming up. But here's really what I, I'm going to read this from Sabine because this I think this is a prayer, and there's a lot of you I know are going to relate to this, but this is a prayer of the heart. Sabine says, It would be so helpful to have a group of mighty companions to talk to who support me, online but also in person, from face to face. I have an online group, and I'm very grateful for it. But in Utah, I discovered that being personally with people and seeing them right in front of me in person is still different. I would like to ask the Holy Spirit in prayer to send me mighty companions in person 
and online to support me and help me. I'm thinking about going to Mexico or somewhere else for a while to meet like-minded people because it was really very helpful and supportive to meet them at the festival and workshop. But I want to become more clear about guidance. And I think a lot of you can relate to what Sabine has put down there in the sense that, that there's something wonderful. I remember <laughs> it was that 2001 Space Odyssey. I think it was the, not the first one, but the second one where there was a line in it, something wonderful is about to happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, I always like that line. It's a great movie line. Something wonderful is about to happen. You feel it in your heart. Something wonderful is about to happen. And that something wonderful is when you start to draw forth witnesses and symbols, which is really just the Holy Spirit nudging you and using the symbols of the world mm. to start to give you a stronger confidence, a stronger feeling like, I can do this, a stronger feeling of connection. Because ultimately, there's not really a difference ultimately between the digital images of what we're watching on a, on a, a monitor or a TV screen and the images that we call everyday life, you know, being in person. But, but we need to be convinced that we're loved. When we feel unworthy, when we feel closed off from that love and that connection, we need to be convinced of that love. And the Spirit, that's the Spirit's job. That's the, the purpose of the Spirit, is to convince the mind mm. of this love. And, and that's what prepares you for opening and dropping deeper into the stillness. Uh, if if you start hearing this voice in your mind saying things like, you know, you're not dropping, you're just in the buzz, <laughs> you know, you're just, don't, don't even, don't even use that word drop, you're in the monkey mind and, and you'll be, be there for many, many years. We have to say, no, I am very sincere about wanting this peace and I'm, I'm very open to be convinced to let the images be used, and and uh, so for me it's such such an honor because I've gone through those, like being done through, letting the Spirit use me, like the Saint Francis prayer, Lord, make me an instrument. You know, it just becomes so strong that it becomes like your natural nature to be truly helpful. Uh, it, it, at the beginning, you don't even know what truly helpful even means, but then it just like a deep cavern. You go deeper and deeper into this experience of feeling vitality, feeling joy, feeling happiness. And then as you go deeper, you, that's where the convincing comes. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times function is associated with doing, mm -hmm. and people have always joked, you know, they should say, they should call humans human doings instead of human beings, because the being part is really not emphasized. You know, human, human doer would be more of, a, of an example of what the ego wants you to get locked into. And then when, once you fall for that belief that you're a body, you're a person, then it will try to convince you, you can't just be a person, you have to do something. Uh, you have to uh, accomplish something. You have to achieve something. You've got to make a name for yourself, carve out a niche for yourself, uh, make your 
personhood known to the world. In fact, even become an important person. If you get that point, maybe you can be a famous person. You see, it's, it's just going to go on and on and on to reinforce that doer concept, that doer self-concept. And as we've been sharing today, we are just so grateful to be given these countless opportunities and countless um, just ways to give our mind over to follow the instructions, follow the guidance, and then the doer part starts to fade in awareness. And then you're you're waving. I was actually out on a walk today too with Svava and you know, all of a sudden this woman hopped in her car and she was waving and then then the people she was visiting was a, a woman and there's a little boy waving and then the the woman was everybody's waving. You know, it's kind of like we're Mayberry <laughs> RFD. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Like Fred Rogers. Fred There's Rogers. a lot of waving that's been going on today. Anybody who's outside, be ready for the waving. Very friendly, very joyful, but but even a wave is, is a beautiful extension of connection. And that's what you want to open up to. And you don't have to leapfrog things. You don't have to just say, when you read the words, I need do nothing in the Course, you don't have to turn that into some kind of concept as well. I mean, having traveled to th thousands of Course groups around the world, I have heard some of the most funny I need do nothing stories. I could write a whole book on uh, the humor of I need do nothing. One, one group even said, well, they had somebody in their group that basically he he wouldn't leave his bed for like two weeks and they said the urine and the poop I mean they describe it was you can just imagine if you didn't leave your bed <laughs> for two weeks but there's a lot of stories where people have tried to to take that and put that into practice through form mm. and really it's an invitation into the presence and stillness that we're talking about. And it's really a matter of readiness and willingness and not so much as uh, there's no formula mm. to reach I need do nothing. Mm. Just being used as mm. a as a channel for God, you know, as a as a witness for God, that's that's what a miracle worker is. Mm. That's that's our path. Mm. And we're happy to talk about that and share <laughs> that. Yeah, it's more that it becomes so involuntary. Like Lisa was coming to my mind. She she would always tell the story she in her house she started off with her god room and there was one room in her house that she completely devoted to god and it was her prayer room and then she started that way then opening up to um, the holy spirit guiding her to symbols that she recognized so she'd be in prayer and she'd be walking and then suddenly she'd get this feeling to go into a certain shop right when she'd been reading about the holy instant and her mind was focused on the holy instant and it's like a star shining in awareness and then she'd walk into a store and go oh my god there's a holy instant star you know <laughs> and she'd find this perfect holy instant star light bulb you know hanging in the store and she'd be so excited and take it home and put it in her god room and just revel in this holy instant star miracle and every week she'd go out on a mission like that, just in pure joy, just being guided by the Spirit in ways that she knew you know, were her honoring 
this this relationship with God. And then as she went along, she found more and more she really just all she really wanted to talk about was God. And and so this God room, after a while, she it it needed to grow. Like her bedroom needed to be for God, and and the kitchen really needed to be for God, and the living room really needed to be for God. And you know, and eventually she was drawn into into spiritual community because in the end she you know she really didn't want to be talking about anything else you know in the end there was no choice it was just involuntary that was what she was guided through and into and and that's it it's like our mind you know our mind it's a drawer we're being drawn more and more into filling our mind with god and and what does god mean to you how does that show up for you? And it's for each of us to find what resonates, find that what brings us closer, what brings us into stillness, what supports us. And it's very individualized mm. you know, as to how the Spirit guides us, uh, what He guides us into and what we're guided out of. You know? But the purpose is always going to be this relationship with spirit does it feel like it's taking me my mind into a place where i feel more connected more stillness more ability to to join in something that's meaningful you know and then that's just it we let that draw and that attraction take us and show us you know our pathway it's beautiful (laughs) yeah you know another thing that's just coming when you're talking that's you know how the course says it's not this course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love for that is far beyond what can be taught it it aims at removing the obstacles to the awareness of love's presence and um and i know for many many people uh it's almost like a a spear a block a spear that comes in to try to slice you off from the stillness and the presence it's it's personal responsibility we have a lot of beliefs and a lot of thoughts tied into personal responsibility. It's, it's tied into that belief in lack, that belief in unworthiness, that belief that you, even survival, survival of the fittest and all the things that are part of, uh, we could say, our journey on planet Earth, that those things are actually blocks. And so you have to go beyond becoming a competent, fully functioning human, because that's like top of the line uh, for the world. You know, the world would say, oh, you've done very well. You can get a gold watch and uh, retire, and you can go out to pasture after you've accomplished enough. You built a big enough nest egg. You've, you've done enough. You've achieved enough. You've accomplished enough. Then... Yeah, you can retire, and of course many people find retirement very difficult because the doer concept is still grinding in there, and it's like, mm-hmm. There's, they, they want to be doing. But um, I thought continuing on from that theme of uh, letting go, there's this beautiful um, writing that David has in A Glimpse of Grace, which we just felt to read, so... Opening to divine love. It always feels heartwarming to extend divine love. 
releasing the temptation to look outside for the source of love and instead extending the love within is the key to lasting happiness. For love is like a never-ending wellspring bubbling up and the more we extend it, the more we are aware that we have it and are it. Love makes no distinctions and does not discriminate, for love bathes all in its kindly light. This is what makes love a gift to all. The world was made as a substitute for divine love. The world's love involves bargains, reciprocity, control, specialness, and its core characteristic is possessiveness. While divine love radiates and shines without limitation, condition, or restriction, possessive love is full of rules, boundaries, demands, and expectations. Divine love is free and freely given. Possessive love is always looking for what it will get in return. Possessive love has many strings attached to its gift. Divine love knows not of strings or attachments, for it flows as powerfully and silently and joyfully and as freely as a grand river. We cannot direct the course of love. We can surrender, surrender into the current of divine love and it will carry us until happily we realize that the I am presence of divine love is our very self in God. The love of God is everlasting and thus everything else that seems to be will fade and disappear as we remember the everlasting light of divine love. Glory to God for creating divine love as one. Blessings to you, holy child of God, David. It's such a beautiful reminder that truly it is involuntary. Like that's what we're coming into. It's like the belief that there was that there is a doer and that we have to be a doer is like that is is just the block. And we're coming into a life, an involuntary life, to truly be lived through by the Spirit. And, and that's what the fear is, like the fear of love is about that, letting go of control. Because you know, what would happen you know, to me is what comes up. What will happen to me? What will be asked of me? if I really give way to this or give over to this and 
I just, uh, at the mystery school, I, I just did a journal writing session with the group there. And yeah, it was really beautiful. And just some were expressing to start with, just they could see the fear of even hearing the Holy Spirit's voice was this fear of but what will happen to me. And it's so good to acknowledge that, to be aware that there is a block and it's me that's blocking. It's not that God's not there. It's not that the Holy Spirit's not communicating all the time. It's not that this grace isn't available all the time. It's just that it is being blocked out of fear. Just the fear of giving way, the fear of yielding to it. And so once that's seen, it's, it's good. It's then, okay, then let me give this over. Let me surrender the fear. Because once that, you know, that light is allowed in and the guidance starts to be listened to, uh, then you can really open up to a life that has joy, that is joyful. And that's where the answer to the prayers, just you start experiencing them being answered constantly. You know, rather than the experience of praying and hoping you know, that it's going to work out, it, it, it's like this life becomes constantly answered. Like there isn't a moment where that, that miracle isn't there or that answer isn't there in awareness once the fear is washed away. So that's really what it's all leading to. It's, and it is the mind training like Michael was sharing. It's the mind training is how the judgment is cleared away from our mind because really judgment and fear are the same thing. It's like judgment is the, the blocking, you know, is the blocking mechanism of the mind that's just preventing the the involuntary nature of the miracle to be flowing. It's like, no, I know, or I don't want, or I want, or I prefer, or I I know how to do it. You know, that that part of the mind that's judging is preventing the love from just taking over and, and being. So that's our journey together. It's, a, it's the relinquishment of judgment, you know, the relinquishment mm -hmm. of of that which blocks and defends against the love. And then we are just witnesses to, to be here to tell you that it's so worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything that you think you don't want to lose is something that involves fear. You know? And it's, it's a limit on what truly you're, is possible for you and that you can be. We have such limited ideas of what we're capable of and what our lives can be, and then there's protection and defense around it, as if it can be lost, but it's it's just such a flip that happens in our mind when we start to see, wow, what I'm holding onto is actually a defense and it's littleness. And the more we can be willing to just let go of what we think we need and let go of what we think we're capable of, then we open up to truly allowing Christ to do it through us and yeah there's just so I mean uh, everyone I know everyone in my life is a living demonstration of this principle you know just Svava there <laughs> she's received an album of songs in this last six months there's no way she would have got up and <laughs> sung with a microphone 
even, would you say, six months ago? You know, yeah. I mean, this is a testimony to her just saying, okay, God, I'm going to surrender to you. Yeah. I'm going to let go of my own control to you. And then look at the joy. It's not just for her, <laughs> but there's a band, you know, and even, <laughs> even this band, that's only just come together in the last, what, week? Two weeks? A couple of weeks. The yeah. last couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a miracle what can show up and how we can be used. So, yeah, it's, it's like this open-mindedness that we're coming into. And at mm. first it's like, no, no, no. You know, it's like we're so scared of what's going to happen until we just open and open and open and go through the cracking or the stretching again and again until, you know, there's no defense left. There's no no left. There's just, yes, you know, let me be carried. Let me be carried by you. Mm. Yeah, at some point I might share the miracle of just how this next travel has come in with Japan. Mm. Just, yeah, it feels like, it truly feels like a wave, like this, this big wave, an ocean wave has come up underneath me and everyone involved and is just carrying us mm. <laughs> into this experience. And the whole thing was, is so completely under Christ's control. No, it's taken us all by surprise, and it's it's amazing, and everyone's lives are being affected like so miraculously through it. So, yeah, that's just one present miracle story. Yeah, the things that I'm really enjoying about these online retreats. I mean, wow, you, we're watching all your faces. You're just <laughs> lighting up our life. <laughs> you have no idea, because I'm looking at all the faces, and I've, many of you who have been on these online retreats, many of you we've seen in, in Mexico, we've seen you here at the monastery, we've seen you in our lives, and uh, I think this is, we're reaching a point where we have an audience participation, and I'm, Holy Spirit's telling me that uh, it's, it's a witness thing, like here we talk about going into the mystic, we talk about facing your fears, we talk about um, jumping in with willingness and just saying, okay, spirit, I'm ready, here I come, I'm coming, and that activates this light in your mind. And some of you know this great being called Mohandas Gandhi from India, uh, I was privileged many years ago, probably decades ago, I got a copy of his autobiography. And what he titled his autobiography was My Experiments with Truth. Mm. Isn't that a lovely title? <clears throat> My Experiments with Truth. We don't have to memorize some kind of theology or some kind of scripture and go around spouting the whatever we memorized. We're experimenting with going into the experience of truth. And I, when I think of Into the Mystic, I think of um, Laura, Laura Beretta, you're there, Laura. Uh, you came from Veracruz. You didn't even like to fly. You flew to Mexico, uh, I, which was an amazing thing for you to come and join us there. Brian was there. When, when you flew over. And then, with even thoughts about immigration and getting into the United States, you came to the quiet answer 
uh, retreat there at the monastery, jumped right in, flew up, made it through customs and everything, and then you didn't stop there, you know, you came, I remember you standing up in front of the whole group and reading poetry in the voice liberation workshop, you know, you just rode on in from spring and all the way through the summer, and now here you are online with us. But what I'm interested in hearing from you is, when you went to the monastery for the first time, and it's the quiet answer, it's a quiet, a silent retreat, I think there's a lot of people online right now that would just like to know what happened, what emotions came up, and how did you deal with those emotions? Because there's a lot of people here who, who would like to kind of give themselves over and, and maybe try to quiet their mind, and, and that's a pretty big step coming off of that uh, retreat in Mexico to come up to the, the quiet answer. And uh, maybe you can just share with everybody what was your experience and what did you encounter and then what did you do when you encountered these feelings? Hi. Did you hear me? Well? Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you for all, because yes, it, 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 it seemed impossible to, to do these things with this diagnosis of agoraphobia. <laughs> so my, my psychiatrist, my doctor is like, oh, the treatment is working very well. I mean, yeah, it's the mic, it's really not bad. I, I just can't remember. <laughs> but he's very happy. And yeah, it was very, very hard, but at that time, it was like hell. But I feel like something was kicking me. Something was, I was pulled through that. And I, but I felt now I can see that I was supported all the way, that everything was arranged, arranged in a way that I can I can survive <laughs> through this. Even when I was at customs, that was my terrible, my most fear. My, it was at the same time that the, that the, a soccer game between Mexico and I don't remember which other country was, was taking place. And in the, in the line, there were Mexicans just making jokes about the games and the soccer games. And so it was, it was an experience like, I wasn't expecting it was very very soft mm. and I was even passed I, I passed to the to the crew desk. I, I, I was the, the lady that was coordinating of the the entries the entries just told me go up, go up to the the crew the crew desk and I was like oh well, okay and it was like I, I now I can I can I can see the support, right? And when I when I arrived at the monastery, 
I was, I remember it very well. I was with Nicholas and he was very kind. And I was like, well, starting that day, I remember the, 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 the band was like, <laughs> like stopping. <laughs> Something happened. And but we finally arrived, and when when I saw the first time of this walk, the walk, it was like I I felt threatened, threatened, but, but in a very bad way. I I felt that that the time like they, they they were like soldiers, like uh, like warriors. All the the the, the faces, the the walk is very uh, for me was. For me, it was like they are touching me. They are touching me. It's a it's a landscape that I, I haven't seen in my life. This the kind of canyon. Right? This is very here is very tropical. It's and in the other city I, I, I lived when, when I when I when I, when I had a job. It, it's very tropical. It's the jungle. It's like so. I I really felt very threatened. And during the silence, well. I encounter, I remember very well, Francis Romero giving me a welcome because I was feeling like I don't belong here. What I'm doing here? This is very strange for me. I really, I, I felt the same that the first time, like at Quantico, at the quantum immersion with it. But at that time, I had the option to run away <laughs> because it's in Mexico. But this was like, like the same experience, but worse. <laughs> How I'm going to escape from that place? <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in another country. And, and then Kirsten also welcomed me and I told her about my feelings and, and he was, she was very, She she just listened, I think so. I, I don't remember very well. But I I, I felt the support. I felt I, I felt the support and during the silence. I I, I have this I had these thoughts about wanting to jump into the canyon. And it was very hard for me. So but I, I, I when I asked for help, I asked for help. I'm just, I'm just remembering it. I just write, I need help. And Kirsten said, well, I'm going to, we are going to have a, <laughs> going to have an expression session just for whoever wants to, with the, just with the person who wants, who, who, who needed, who feels like needed at this, at that time. So it was like, I'm just, and also the the, the meditation. So I, I'm because I have a lot of diagnosis, and one of them is the a thyroid issue, and I'm feeling these internal vibrations. And I remember the I have never been in a Gong meditation, and the first the first meditation with the Gong was the, what because. The, the vibrations from the gong match my vibrations, my internal vibrations, and I have this sensation that I was one with the gong. 
Um, it's mm. now I'm not afraid of the vibrations. I still have the vibration. The the doctors told me because of the lack of protein, the lack of protein, the lack of vitamin D. Uh, they have a lot of tools. I I don't know what, but it, it it was like yeah it was and all the the thought that I had violent uh, thoughts also about being a, a, a in a dream walker dream walker because when I I I, I overcome the feelings of wanting to to jump into the canyon uh, consciously. I had I had I started to have these feelings of doing it without without conscious that in the dream in, while dreaming. So I was like I don't know I'm not going to dream. I'm not going to, to, to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep because I I can I I now I'm sure that I don't want to jump into the canyon consciously but what if I can do that? What if I could do that while I was sleeping? So it was hard. I, I must admit that it was very hard. But, but I, at the end, I was like so happy, so happy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I cannot believe it. It's like <laughs> uh -huh. like it was the, the best place. In there to be, oh. it's, a, it's an amazing place. So that's why I, I, I don't know. Oh. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Laura. That you you have no idea how blessing that is for for all of us to hear, because that's that's really for all of us. You were doing that for all of us, facing those fears and and then asking and and staying in faith. So mm -hmm. thank you. That's that's a witness. That's what we were just talking about. That's a witness. But I, I have, I, I must admit something at this moment. That feeling of happiness, it's like not at this moment. So it is funny because I think I'm, I'm mismatching the, the, the subject of the, of the... Retreat. So you ask me about this, my experience, it's like, what? I was just thinking like two minutes ago that I am not into the mystic. <laughs> <laughs> and then I called on you. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's like I was in this state, in this state of cynical thinking about if everything is mine, and I do believe that oh, everything is mine, so I there is no God, there is no love, 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 loving Father, there is no Son, there is no handsome Jesus, there is no the Holy Spirit, so there is no hell, because all is mine, um, there is only one mind, so if there is only one, how could it be possible that there is a Father and Son and a Holy Spirit and Jesus and a Son and the sonship, the a brother, me. So I, I was just, just like five minutes ago, I was in, in that thinking about, I don't trust God because I don't know who is God. I don't, but I have this burning. I have this burning. 
Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. The burning won't go away until it's satisfied, so we're with you. We're with you in that. It's a deep journey. Beyond the concepts, we were just talking about that today, how the concepts of the Course and the, that was in that passage I just read from uh, Lesson 289. Forget this world, forget this course, that even the theology of A Course in Miracles is more like a trampoline mm -hmm. to spring you off in the right direction, but you can't, you can't hang your hat on concepts. You actually need at some point to drop into the experience, and that's what we were talking about at lunch today, mm -hmm. how precious that is. And it, it's so much an honor for us to even share this mm -hmm. with you, this Into the Mystic Retreat, because, because it comes from our heart. And it's like, it's the love, it's the blessing beneath everything that's going on, even beneath the, the process, the seeming process, beneath the, the mind training, beneath the determination, beneath the perseverance. There's this, just this soft, strong, presence that's always there. I am here. Mm -hmm. I am here. I am with you. I am with you always, even to the end of time. That's that's what we're conveying here with this mm -hmm. this retreat. We we need a foundation. We need to feel the foundation. Mm -hmm. You don't need to like understand it intellectually, you never will. Mm -hmm. And you don't need to figure it out. But just our prayer really is for this into the mystic retreat, that you feel it, mm -hmm. that you feel it. So in one sense, it's like we're, we're inviting you into our living room. We have a little, <laughs> I haven't seen this red chair for a while, but I don't know if it goes with my orange watch, but you're, you're coming into our living space and we're broadcasting it via Zoom and we're coming, we can see where you live too. We see where you live. <laughs> you can see the background. There, Holly's there in Australia. I'm looking around. There's Esther over there on the East Coast. Yeah, I can look around. We can see you. We can see you in your home environment. Mm -hmm. And you can see us in our home environment. And there's something that's very uh, connective about that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're having a face-to-face -face talk mm -hmm. here about something that's very profound and dear to all of our hearts. Mm. And it's just really an honor. It's mm. such an honor to, to be able to be in this context with you like this. It's quantum. <laughs> <laughs> it's very quantum. It is. See Noriko over there in Japan? Yeah. Where, where, yeah. <laughs> Noriko and Asuka. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rico and Eska right there. Maybe that's the cue to Jonica. just share the miracle. Mm. You know, Kirsten's always open to touring, but the best thing is to tour and to watch your team show up one at a time in the most amazing way. And so Kirsten can just be in that state of willingness and and being, and and you're going to be flying over there. But to me, that that's just what will seem to be happening in form. There's something about how the lesson in this for you is that all you had to do was feel it and and feel it in your heart and say yes to it and then it just 
effortlessly mm. is unfolding miracle after miracle. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just even because Noriko had talked about um, the retreat in Japan, and, and I thought, oh, yes, maybe next year. And then suddenly there was a friend who came and spent uh, a couple of weeks with us, and he was going to Japan in October, and he said, well, you're going to go to Japan and hold a retreat? I'll be there in October. I thought, October? Can't be in October. And then I felt the spirit prompt, just write to Noriko and see if it's possible. And she wrote back, wow, that's a surprise. October, <laughs> that's very soon. <laughs> when she wrote to everyone there and they were very excited and said, yes, yes, we look forward to a retreat in October. And, and so much unfolded, even with our friend in Hokkaido, Makiko, she's translating I Married a Mystic. And she had already, I don't know if she's online here, because they just had an earthquake in Hokkaido. You might have seen on Google or Yahoo News, there's an earthquake. There's another miracle story. But uh, she was translating, she's translating my book, and she happens to have her husband leaving for the whole month of October. And so she'd invited, put the house out for prayer, saying, Jesus, this is your house. I want it used for A Course in Miracles in October. You know, who makes this stuff up? <laughs> it's just Jesus's plan. It's like it feels like he's behind it every step of the way. So we're going up there to Makiko's and then down to be with Noriko because she has... Um, a very devoted group, and she's very deeply devoted to A Course in Miracles and listening and following Jesus' guidance. And so she's offering her home as a retreat space, and, and she has her team there with her in support for all of this to happen. So, yeah, it's a big walk of faith, because she was saying, whoa, Jesus, really, really? How? How do I do this? And so she's just... Making herself available mm. no. for the healing. Mm. Mm. That's, mm. that's a picture right there of Into Look the Mystic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we feel your devotion and your love and mm. so strong. Yeah. The strong yeah. call of the heart yeah. is what leads. Mm. Yeah. You know, we don't have to react and respond to images of the world because as far as images of the world I think over in Japan you've had a, a typhoon mm -hmm. followed by an earthquake yep. and and yet there's Noriko in her prayer in her devotion mm -hmm. calling for the connection with God and wanting to radiate and extend that connection to all of her brothers and sisters and and amazingly already they are answering the call they are mm -hmm. mobilizing to come that's just some weeks away mm -hmm. uh, and that's just another example that's mm -hmm. another witness of mm -hmm. of how it works of how things are taken care of and how you don't have to have future goals and lots of future plans to to try to work out how you're going to navigate time and space if you have the faith to just stay open, 
Uh, it may even contradict what Kirsten was saying. October seemed quite soon. Mm -hmm. You know, it was more of a next year idea, and all yeah. of a sudden, Jesus is like, actually. <laughs> actually. And even the planning, because I, I said, okay, Jesus, I'm willing, but who will support with the planning for this event? Because we had missed, we had Strawberry Festival and the Heart Song Retreat and then Mystery School coming up and there's so much happening. I thought, okay, you're going to have to send in the help. And then Noriko wrote to me and she said, I'm in Colorado. Can I come and visit with you for three days before I go back to Japan? I was like, oh my God, even that was so perfect. Right, the campground. So she came to me <laughs> and we sat there and we prayed together for three days and spent three days together just exploring, you know, what is the call? What is his guidance for our time? Hmm. And then she called her group on Zoom right there, and within three days, everything was clear. And then they're just taking the ball and, and rolling with it. And so it's just miraculous how mm. it happens. It's so effortless, and it, it feels, but it feels so beautiful. Just knowing who's behind it, that's what really inspires me. Like, I know who's behind all of it, um, guiding it and doing it and showing us the way. And... And so it always feels so new. It feels like going into the unknown. You know, not just because I haven't been to Japan before, but because it's mysticism. It's, it's Jesus guiding it for the expansion of our mind and the healing. And, and we're all just saying yes and showing up. And in that experience together, it's, it, that's what it's all about. It's like, show us, yeah. you know. And to me, it, it's like... It's like cascading miracles, like when I was following all this, and oh, Narika's in Colorado, and then I got to see her and give her a hug there in the campground, and then it's not that just this trip to one spot, it's actually going to be a couple different locations in Japan, and then we have another friend of ours, Raphael, who was praying and praying and praying, and there was all kinds of synchronicities about a a Facebook post and a message and he was praying for his next step from Jesus and starting to gather uh, his father who's a world-famous cinematographer was helping him out starting to gather uh, equipment for making a movie that would involve Jesus that would involve Asia and then writing to different countries right to Korea to Taiwan different countries so what started off as, for Kirsten, an idea of maybe next year I'll go to Japan, it looks like Jesus may have an Asian tour that she she didn't think she'd even be going to Japan till next year. And on top of that, a movie, a Jesus movie that will be filmed in Asia, uh, involving Kirsten as the as the character. Uh, in the Jesus movie, so you you know you've heard of Mary Magdala. Uh, Jesus is coming back. Uh, Mary Magdala was just released, and now he's doing his own with uh, with Raphael, with assistance from his father, and and he's all inspired. And he's he's coming. He's been communicating with with Nariko and and the translator, and mm -hmm. and so things are happening. 
Meanwhile, curses over here. <laughs> Strawberry, Voice Liberation, and now Mystery School. And, and here we retreat. are, online retreat. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jesus in the background is organizing an Asian tour and a Jesus movie <laughs> to be set in Asia. Now, that's next month. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like this is, we're talking about central casting here, JC Central. You've got to remember that JC Central is the one running the show. If you give your life over, it's it's like you're going to be inspired to be used. I was used even in, to help get a, a, a Curso de Milagros, a published mm. uh, affordable Course in Miracles book down in South America. There's so many ways. We could go on and on for all the ways, mm. but it's not like if you give your life over to Spirit, you're just going to be in limbo or just hanging around, waiting for God. You know, it's like... It's, there's a swift movement, but it's not you that are the personal doer. It's, mm. it's that involuntary. Miracles are involuntary. They just unfold, they unfold. Oftentimes they seem to surprise us a little bit. Mm. Like, what? And what? And, and what are you thinking? But, you know, but it's all being done, you might say, behind the scenes, which is really in the mind. Mm. And it's all just a witness of the glory of God. That's all it's for. It doesn't really have any purpose other than witnessing to the glory. Mm. So it's, it's fun to share these miracles because even after all these years of this happening, we still have the same kind of glee, like, mm. are you seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> are you hearing what I'm hearing? This just Japan and then a, maybe an Asian tour. And so we will keep you posted. We've only got several weeks, what, three or four weeks before the next online <laughs> retreat. <laughs> Probably four weeks or less than four weeks, and so we'll we will update you with these miracles. We we uh, it's just an unfolding miracle story for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what it is. I think we when you really follow the spirit, when we go into the mystic, it really is where you think there was suffering. There's a happy lightheartedness instead, isn't it? That line comes to me a lot. Where whenever there's some sort of resistance or something, it feels like that's really falling away now, because the miracles just keep coming and that's the building of the trust isn't it the stages of the of the trust when when i think there's suffering there's a happy lightheartedness instead always continually no matter what <laughs> following the spirit i was just thinking about um when you stop trying to control the direction of the wind you know the feather of serenity will come and kiss you that's the yes, i like to say yes. <laughs> it's the same sort of thing yeah. and you know the more we do it the more you experience it the more the miracles come in the more trust you build it's just like this cascading miracles this you know, this development of trust which is just becomes natural then that becomes the default position instead of the default position of the sacrifice of the ego so, yeah that's it that's the convincing that's very convincing yeah when you start to have more and more miracles and you start to become what jesus calls consistently miracle minded and these these miracles transcend the laws of time and space. I mean, if somebody had had sat down and tried to write that out, you know, it would seem absurd in the world, like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, Jesus is just going to, like, pick you up, take you to to Japan and a couple places, Japan, and who knows where to, to film a Jesus movie next month. You know, it, it just seems absurd if somebody said that, well, yeah, you've got a really good imagination going on there yeah <laughs> it's like fantasy land but no 
these kind of things happen and they happen mm. and they reoccur and they reoccur and then after a while you know it's kind of like that feeling of pinch me it's mm. what's going on here you know this is this is not normal from past learning this is is expansive and it's like almost like a surfer who catches a big wave like that <laughs> that surfer who caught the 90 foot wave over <laughs> out, off of portugal you imagine being on a 90 foot wave with a little surfboard world record but <laughs> you've got that those that's the feeling inside when you start to give your life over to spirit and you start to have these expansive miraculous experiences that that do transcend the laws of time mm. and it's all just for a witness it's nothing there's nothing special there's nothing uh, really sensational about them in the context of miracles are natural when they do not occur mm. something has gone wrong you know your mind is flipped when you start to experience that that miracle principle from the beginning of the book yeah that's our lives. Yeah, and that's why we have to keep communicating and sharing them because, mm. you know, the, to the personal self, you stop it from happening. Like I know if Kirsten had just stayed with her idea of like, oh, not October, no, no, there's too much happening, or I can't put my mind, in, I can't put my mind into that. Whose mind <laughs> is being asked to be put into this? You know, that's what's happening it's like we have to be so open learn to be so open-minded that truly the spirit is if he's prompting us he's going to do it he's going to do it and show us the way we just have to be willing you know to say yes to what we're hearing and communicate it because that's when the support comes in like wow that sounds great i'm like oh yeah it does sound great doesn't it <laughs> like it shifts immediately from it's impossible to wow that's actually really inspiring is it possible and then once the witnesses come in, the ball just starts rolling. So, and it's collaborative. You know, Jesus says actually awakening is a collaborative venture, and that's because we have to keep going beyond our own sense of individual mm. self doing it. When we keep opening up to I'm not doing it alone, then we open up to realizing the support that's there. You know, to be able to do it, and it's not scary anymore. It's it's all possible. Mm. So. And that's what we find. We can't actually do anything alone anymore. <laughs> we're quite useless <laughs> individually. We're just so we're so used to joining on everything and collaborating on anything. And so it's yeah, it becomes a way of life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even packing to get here from the monastery. <laughs> you guys both left your wallets. <laughs> yeah. Like that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we all like help each other get organised and get. Yeah. get Get down the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, it looks top like of the hour. Top of the hour. I just, oh my gosh, I'm just, wow, Christian's talking, watching your faces and mm. seeing some of you grinning from just ear to ear. And mm. I think, Eska, is that your son there? He's been waving. He's been waving. waving. He came in. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone off screen. He's now. gone off now. <laughs> yeah. Keeping cool there with the fan. Well, it's just been such a, a joy mm. for us to 
shared this opening. There he he's is. Back. He's back and waving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> Hello. Yes, we have many more than a hundred. <laughs> and yes. it's growing and growing by leaps and bounds as we're talking about expansion. How beautiful. It's just been so beautiful being here with all of you and we so look forward to tomorrow. As I said, this online retreat uh, into the mystic will kind of break the mold a bit. So we have some interesting ideas uh, for some things that may be a little bit uh, different than we've done before. But it's the joy and the presence that we always have on these online retreats. And, and the reverence is coming in very strong, the depth and the stillness and the reverence. So... We look forward to joining tomorrow. In our time, it'll be uh, Mountain Central, Mountain nine Standard Time, 9 a.m. Mm -hmm. And wherever you are tuning in from around the world, Australia, Finland, Japan, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to figure that one out. It's hard for us. I, I can never figure it out when I'm doing a lot of world travels. I, I, the time zone thing is really funny. You know that it's man-made. <laughs> I can end with one story. When I was in Australia, I was, I was taking a flight, I think, up to, uh, to Brisbane, and uh, this gentleman, this like an elderly gentleman, was <laughs> sitting next to me as the plane was coming down, and we, we were just coming, descending towards the runway, and, and he hadn't spoken to me, and I hadn't spoken to him the entire trip. We were both kind of in the state of stillness and we were kind of into the mystic there and then he turns to me just as the plane's coming down for a landing and he says you know time is a funny thing this is the first thing that he says to me time is a funny thing and then he tells me this story as the plane is landing and taxiing about how he has a house that's right on between what are the two queensland and new, new south, south wales. wales new south wales his house <clears throat> is right on it and so it's right on the border. So he must have made some calls from his back porch, and he was out of his uh, home zone, and he got this astronomical uh, phone bill because he made some calls from his back porch instead of his couch where he usually did uh, in, the, in the other part of the house. And he tells me this whole story to say time is a funny thing. And to me, that is what the Holy Spirit is, is telling us, that it, we have to begin to laugh at time. We have to begin to laugh at all of the, the circuitous, strange, twisted things that seem to be part of this dream of time, because time is a funny thing to the Holy Spirit. And we enjoyed, enjoyed a laugh there as the plane was was landing, That's and I love those sweet little reminders. That yeah. was like a kiss. That was like a kiss from the feather. That's oh, beautiful. I just saw Richard and Susie almost doing a Mexican way, maybe a Brisbane yeah, wave, because they, they, they were in Brisbane, holding the fort up there. Brisbane hairball. <laughs> <laughs> a Brisbane wave. <laughs> Good on you guys. <laughs> Good on you guys. <laughs> Good day, mate. Precious. Very good.
thank you, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you in a blink. So lovely to be <laughs> with you. <laughs> thank you. We love you. Mm. Sweet dreams or sweet morning dreams or wherever you are, <laughs> <Yeah>. afternoon dreams. <laughs> sweet afternoon, sweet evening, sweet <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs>